0: say that i have shed innocent blood what's blood for if not for shining I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing
1: just some things you gotta do don't mean you
0: have to like it there's nothing to
1: worry about you're gonna be just fine i'm your number one fan let her get away mommy
2: Welcome to another edition of Horrifying My Friends. I'm horror host Trav. Joining me as always is the theme cleaner self, producer Kate. Hi. And making his return to the podcast, Cricket motherfucking Martin. <laughs> Shallow buff. <laughs> <laughs> so Cricket, right up top, I want to ask you how you've been. It's been a long time since we had you on for the masterpiece that was Angel Heart. It's been a a long time. (laughs) It's been a long time since we've had you on. So I want to ask how you've been. And, you know, you're working for a new company. I I know you want, uh, like, I want you to plug them guys because those donuts were awesome.
1: Uh, I'm I'm still good. Still recovering from that last movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been a whole lot of. Life in between, but, uh-huh. you know, hanging in there, getting grayer, mm-hmm. growing a mustache, because why not? <laughs> um,
2: it's a 2021 <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. for sure.
1: I did it after, like, I had a small procedure. And I was sitting on the couch. I was like,
2: I wonder if I can grow a mustache. <laughs> And you had the then procedure to make your mustache more Bert Reynoldsy,
1: more lush, and uh, yeah, and then I did it, and like a week later it was there, and then like two weeks later it was like Ned Flanders, and I was like drinking milk and <laughs> so, and then I went to, <laughs> we went to Chicago, and then I realized that it apparently is a it's like it's a sign for certain people and i agreed to go on a date with a guy and didn't know it and (laughs) oh cute i I thought he was asking me to a baseball game he was like oh because i had my boston hat on and people are always like hey it's boston you a fan i'm like
2: no and so he was like
1: oh we should go see the see chicago and boston i'm like cool and then like baseball and you are that friendly
2: guy though that could get himself in this situation like those sitcommy situations
1: <laughs> yeah and afterwards we basically had to come up with like a safe word like sea cucumber when like <laughs> I'm, I'm unknowingly getting hit on and then i got cat called on the street because someone wanted to see my mustache up close But I I didn't know what to do and I always just like stress react. So I immediately went back to the hotel and shaved my mustache. And I was like (laughs) Like, ace ventura. No. My power. See, I'd Uh, be
2: I'd be like I'd be floored and amazed if I got catcalled. Like I'd be like, yeah. Go to
1: Chicago and just wear a mustache. You're you're golden. My beard. No, just no lose the beard. You just the stash and you'll be just a beautiful mustache. Hispanic bear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I bring up uh, the, uh, what is it, Dungeons and Donuts? Donuts and Dragons. Donuts and Dragons, I'm sorry. Uh, and I bring them up because I know that you do a lot of art for that, like the some of the cans and stuff like that. Or am I wrong about that? No, no.
1: Uh, well, the can art is actually uh, part of a doodle group with Indiana City.
2: Yeah, because that shit was killer. That's why I wanted to like bring that up, because it, like, it was really fucking cool. Like you did like a mural kind of like... I don't, I don't even know, like, you you put Jeb in there, and it was like a uh, stained glass kind of mural?
1: Yeah, so during during COVID, we were only able to ever do anything virtually, so ever we got to a point where everybody would do get, like, a, a portion of a picture, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, do you, and then they'd combine it, and with this one, it was right around, like, St. Patrick's Day, and they were like, we're going to do stained glass, and realistically i have a whole new respect for stained glass because i'm Mm. like i've never done this so let me look into it and i don't like they normally do the process of in person they'll have a piece of paper with a idea on it draw for 10 minutes and just pass it Mm -hmm. i suck at this this is not (laughs) me so usually they're like hey how's everybody doing and everybody's got like there's one guy who's phenomenal who came in like fourth for Mm -hmm. i think for like the create-your-own-paps-can contest mm-hmm. in the nation. So he'll nail his out in, like, 45 minutes. Like, here's done, fully colored, done. I'm like, yay. And they're like, Cricket, how are you? I'm like, I've drawn three blades of grass. Go me. <laughs> You're like, I have a blue
2: duck. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it at? In my head.
1: Um, but, yeah, so I, I was, like, spazzing, and I, I asked Gina. I was like, what do I do? She was like, I don't know. Draw Jeb. jab. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, fuck it, if this, if this makes it, I can say I put my dog on a beer can and, yeah. <laughs> and so I actually did kind of enjoy doing it because it was completely out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up going on a can. And it was honestly probably the most proud, I, I think it was more proud because it was Jeb, like mm-hmm. a proud dad moment, than it was like I made the can. <laughs> I was like, my boy.
2: And I would definitely <laughs> post a picture of that with this episode because like, I was like, holy shit, that's cool. It was really, really cool. Like Saint Jeb, I think is what you called it or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: Which I do have a, they're bringing some like we did way back in the day. I do have a luch, luchador lunch lady, I think, that's going on a can too. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot I did
2: that. Luchador Lunch Lady sounds right up my alley.
1: That that was your band name in
2: high school. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Um, So I bring Cricket together. We all come together to talk about the 2005 film Constantine, uh, directed by Francis Lawrence. So Francis Lawrence also directed I Am Legend, which was strong, if not for CGI. It was was pretty strong. And those shitty Hunger Games movies. (laughs) Supernatural <laughs> exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. This is starring Keanu Reeves, of course, as John Constantine, Rachel Weisz, Shia LaBeouf, Tilda Swinton, Gavin Rosdale from Bush fame, and Peter Stormare. So right before we start, Cricket, have you seen, and I should have brought this up earlier, have you seen the Matrix 4 trailer? Yes. yes. What do you think?
1: Given the fact that like I liked the first Matrix, like it, I thought it, especially at the time I really loved it. The second one was like, this is still good, okay. Third one, <laughs>
2: the, the third one loses it. Yeah, just,
1: yeah. I'm like, just read some spoilers and just call it. Save yourself two yeah. and a half hours. This the third
2: one should have been like a TV show or something
1: m- animated movie. Just yeah. something. Yeah, this looks really good to me. Mm. I, I like the premise. I like how it's kind of a weird reset. Yeah. But yet it still continues along the continuity. So, like, watching it, I was like, right now you can take my money. Like, I, I will see this, just, just to see what they do. Yeah, I, I want to I, see it bad. I, I just really hope they don't overdo the trailers and stuff where it kind of spoils out some of the movie. It's gotten really bad about doing that yeah. with a lot of stuff. Oh, so for I, sure. I'll watch, like, two trailers of anything, and I'm like, I'm out. Like, I'm just going to let the rest land. So,
2: but it I, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. The, like the way that you described it, like how they're kind of like rebooting it. And there's a lot of um, like meta shit thrown into that trailer for the first Matrix. Like, I think somebody pointed out and took a picture of a frame in it where somebody's watching the original Matrix, like in the trailer. So it's like, it's going like real, real meta of like the original Matrix exists in this universe and Neo exists in film. But this dude is really Neo too. <laughs> so it's like but they can do anything though with like that kind of matrix kind of shit. Yeah. You it
1: know? was like an inception matrix. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But Keanu looks good. You know, he's got the long hair and the beard and shit like that. And <laughs> Yeah, it looks great, man. He needs the beard. Like <laughs> I think so too. Bill
1: and Ted was that was hard to watch.
2: I think so too. I, I for sure think so. But back to Constantine. I remember being into comics at this point in 2005, Cricket, I don't think I don't know if you remember this or not, and there were a lot of, like, haters and doubters, because it was controversial to cast Keanu Reeves as Constantine, because they didn't cast a blonde-haired British uh, actor to play the character, because he's blonde and British in the comics. Mm. Um, it's a weird thinking to be upset, though, about, like, that kind of thing but this kind of thing happens all the time like we saw that with Heath Ledger and like i remember when Daniel Craig was cast as James Bond they were pissed that he was blonde and i think Daniel Craig is irish or something but they didn't cast like a black-haired scottish british guy um but yeah other differences include the pronunciation of the name which is Constantine in this one and it's Constantine in the comics it's getting a little deep for you Mm-hmm. Um, John Constantine is an antihero who appears in DC comics and then in Vertigo. Um, Constantine first appeared in the saga swamp thing. Number 37 created by Alan Moore, Rick Visite and Steve Bissette. Um, he serves as the lead character of the comic books, hellblazer, which ran from this is crazy, which ran from 88 to 2013. Did you ever get into that series? Like the Garth Ennis run or Jamie Delano?
1: I, I never did a ton of DC. Okay. Like, I, I did a lot of Marvel. I think I kept up with Batman. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, it's like, you know, i to pick Batman, but that was about the only one I could really get into. Some Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some Flash I was into for a bit, but not like that. The, that's like the deep cut for me when you started talking about, like, Hellblazer or anything like that. I'm like, I've heard of it.
2: Yeah, Sandman and all that shit. Yeah, Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so while creating the look of John Constantine, Alan Moore and the artist of the book based his look on Sting from the band police. Uh, he went on to say that like, and if you look at the, a lot of those early comics, he looks just like Sting, but they were big police fans and they wanted to like put a character that looked like Sting in a book. And so they were like, fuck it, let's just do it. Now they got away from that, like as time went along and stuff, but every now and then an artist will do a, like a throwback and like basically draw him as Sting. Um, Constantine's line in which he says that he doesn't want Angela to beat another ghost following him around is a reference to the comics, uh, where he's haunted by ghosts of friends who have died because of him. Very selfish character as we see in this film, we'll talk about um a little bit later. But yeah, in the comics he's like literally haunted by ghosts of some of his friends. Um, the Spear of Destiny prop is the same one used in Hellboy from two thousand four. Um, according to an interview with the AV club, uh, this is from 2017, Peter Stormare uh, came up with his own costume design. So originally I think they wanted him in like leather trousers, bare chested with a dog collar with spikes. And he was like, no, let's go like white suit with tar feet. Like, (laughs) I think that looks a lot better. Uh, the character made its next live action jump, uh, in appearance played by Matt Ryan on the C CW verse. Do you watch any of those shows? So,
1: I think it was on NBC. It had one season. Yeah. I've told people for years. I was like, that... Was it good? It was a damn good show. And Mm -hmm. it just... It it was kind of... I think it was right before... uh, Grimm. It was Uh like right before that where Grimm kind of caught... But it was... Grimm's first season was a little bit more niche and kind of almost like slappy in a way where Constantine was just more straight straightforward forward with what it was doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like it ended really well. And I was like, Oh great. Season two. Not. And they just dropped it.
2: And yeah. I, they dropped it and then like picked it up on, I think he joined, um, arrow and legend of tomorrow. Right. Yeah.
1: Cause I liked him in that role too.
2: Yeah. Like, he looks just like what he should look like. Yeah. In, you know, he's British and everything like that. Um, rumblings of Keanu's version of the character have started in the past year or so, given the, the recent news that they're setting up a multiverse, like with the flash movie, bringing back, uh, Michael Keaton with Batman and Ben Affleck all in that same movie. Um, there is a, like a push kind of to bring this universe into those films. Um, in a November 13th, 2020 article titled Constantine star confirmed sequel, to Keanu Reeves' film in the works. Uh, Peter Stormer actually confirmed on Instagram that a sequel to this DC Vertigo film was being filmed. So I'm like, dude, that's, that's fucking killer. Uh, so that that ends kind of like the fast facts, and we can talk about this movie a little bit, and then later on, Cricket and I are going to talk about our five favorite like horror comic adaptations. So that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. So right away, Crick, I know you've seen this movie before, or had you not seen this movie before? We were kind of loose with the with the terms of HMF on this one because I was like, I really want to talk about Constantine, so we're gonna fucking talk about Constantine. <laughs> yeah, no, the,
1: like I've seen, this is honestly one of my favorite Keanu movies. Like, really, I really, okay. really like this movie. It's one of those if I see it on, I would probably stop and watch.
2: I would too. Yeah. So yeah. because
1: it's it, it it's longer than you think, but it 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 just keeps moving, and I enjoy mm-hmm. that. Where, like, it's not like there's, like, this, like, kind of weird lull. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in the middle of Keanu's, like, run. Like, he had the Matrix, you know, It, it he had a crap ton of movies. And from, like, 97 to, like, 08 or 09. Like, I, I think up to, the like, the last Matrix. And this was in that, in there. And it, they kind of figured out, like a lot of actors like he's a good actor kind of like why I like John Wick he gets about two lines yeah and then you stop people don't
2: remember they used to like people used to hate on Keanu Reeves during that time because it's like like you said he would get into these movies where like he'd have to do too much and he would really get exposed like I can't think of (laughs) like one right now but like he would he is really like Neo is the perfect character for him because he's just, like, very, like, underplays everything. He's always confused and shit. You know, he's always <laughs> asking questions and shit like that. Like, Listen, whoa,
1: I know kung fu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, Keanu's got a heart of gold. And I like anything he's ever been in.
2: So, Kate, what is your initial reaction to this movie?
0: Um, I really liked it. I had not seen it before. I had heard of it, of course. Mm-hmm. um, And I knew that Tilda Swinton was in it. Um, that was really all I knew about it, mm-hmm. um, but I really enjoyed it. I just like Herc had said. I thought it w- it moved really, like efficiently. There, I wasn't kind of bored at any point. Lots of like stunning kind of visual stuff um, in this one. A lot of cool sp- sort of special effects, makeupy things, and um, just generally just showing you scenes that are it, even if the CGI doesn't kind of hold up quite as well <laughs> these days, mm-hmm. it's still they're still showing you stuff throughout the film even some of the scenes that have no cgi at all just like the the sets that they put together are just kind of visually stunning and so you're not really bored i don't think at any point i I guess it's the point of kind of a comic book adaptation is to be just as visual as it is story but Mm -hmm. i really liked it
1: i think like the graphics like some of it obviously doesn't hold up but i i think i noticed it last night when i rewatched it was like the the exorcism scene mm-hmm. with the demon in the mirror and I was like, that still holds or like it coming up through the neck with uh-huh. the like I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was C G or latex or something, but I was like, it holds up for me. I'm like I that it still yeah. looked really good. Now there's other parts you're like
2: yeah, like the bug man in the yeah. street. <laughs> yeah, the bug man wasn't
0: that good. Yeah. Even some of the scenes of hell, I think, would be way better done today. Yeah, yeah but I
1: mean, even then, like it just being all hazy and stuff, because I think originally they wanted it to be all black.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the director was like, no, no, this is what I see. And I, I like kind of the, the upside down, like, fiery look. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like nowadays it would be you you could see everything
0: yeah um i also mentioned uh while we were watching i watched it with um travis and rose and my husband and um this is basically an anti-smoking oh, propaganda God. film
2: i i hate the ending of this movie like <laughs> i really I like, do he's, oh my okay God. so
0: because he's uh smokes 30 packs or whatever day. i don't know what they said um He's dying of lung cancer, and then by the end, you know, they rip the, the cancer out of his lungs, and he's just pops a little nic- nicotine oh. gum in his mouth instead of. Pop, I wish you, um, I wish he would have lit up. Yeah. I wish he would have
2: lit up at the end. I was like, I, I was waiting <laughs> on it because I, honestly, I couldn't remember.
1: I mean, everybody can beat cancer as long as you make a deal with the devil, kill yourself, and do something really <laughs> good at the end. You know what? You're golden. But yeah.
0: Well, as long as um the devil. Doesn't want you to go to heaven so bad yeah, that he'll yeah. make you live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there's details. Uh, fun fact, though, is he did smoke 13 cigarettes through the whole movie. Did he Play, really? Playing on the 13, like the number 13. I bet yeah.
2: Keanu really smokes. I bet he does. Oh God, yeah. yeah I Isn't think there he a does. picture of I him like does. on a bench,
1: like just lounging with a cigarette hanging out. I think he does smoke. That's
2: why he's cool. Can we? Can we fucking admit that smoking is cool? Cricket and I grew up in an era. No. Oh, well, you did, too. I, like, yeah, just did, excluded it, 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 her. <laughs> I'm like, she's Gen Z. <laughs> yeah.
1: Trav's like, we grew up in an era.
2: Wolverine yeah. had a fucking cigar in his mouth. All the time. All the time. And he was so cool for it. Yeah. <laughs> and Nowadays. Not the fact that he
1: had, like, the weird chops and metal's bones. It was the cigar. Yeah. But, yeah. like,
2: in this movie, when he's lighting up, it's, like, very stylish. You know, he's like... Sh- I just want one of those lighters so bad to like the, so I can snap it closed. The Zippo. Yeah, dude. It had.
1: I think it had like Saint Saint something on it. Like it was something like Zippo made for him. Mm-hmm. Saint Benedict or something. I don't know. I could,
2: I, I, I made making it, it up. Like I actually we, got we,
0: annoyed by how many times he was flipping that, oh,
1: clicking so cool, it shut. Kate. It, it was, was like, like it was the overdone spinner. Because <laughs> 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 if I had one, I would be sitting there just. Yeah, I would <laughs> annoy the shit
2: out of everybody. Hand. Yeah. Like, um, I think I brought this up last night, too. Like, the smoking characters. And part of me is very serious about it. Um, Like, even in the X-Men cartoon, I believe, Wolverine uh-huh. smoked and shit.
1: Yep. I think yeah. it was, like, the beginning of, like, the second or third episode when he just leaves. And he ends up in, like, Alaska or something sitting there. Like, kind of like how the movie was. And he's just sitting there with a cigar.
2: <laughs> so, Kate... So I want to get into some of these characters, uh, both of you, I should say. So we have John Constantine. What did you think about him as like an overall character? Because he is very complex. We'll start with Cricket, actually. Mm-hmm. He's very complex, and he's one of the best characters in comics. And, and they changed a few things, but like not not a ton to where like you would be pissed off if you were a fan. Because he's an asshole. He's a dickhead. Like he's, uh, you know, he he kind of just navigates this world between heaven and hell. And but what do you think, Cricket?
1: This I mean, this is also, I can't remember when uh, the first Blade was. It had to be around that time.
2: Oh, it was uh, 96, 97. 97. So,
1: I mean, the only thing you ever had out movie-wise comic book that kind of stuck would have been, like, besides Batman that, maybe Mm Spider-Man. Like, it's still, like, you kind of have to go a little bit lighter in a way.
2: It's pre-Iron Man and pre-Dark Knight. Yeah, because this is what,
1: is this still like
2: PG-13? Or is this rated R? I think this is R. Yeah, Um, that might be worth looking up here. I actually
0: didn't even notice any of the language, like the amount of cussing. Or It's rated R.
1: He plays a good, quiet, kind of brooding character. I, I would never see him as like that I'm out only for myself character. But the movie's set up in a way that he's just trying to help, like. Even all the way to the end, when he, you know, basically gives up his soul to help her sister. Um, spoiler, sorry. Uh, but I, I, as far as him as the character, I think he does it very well. Again, it is more of a kind of quiet brooding approach, but that's he's good at doing
2: that. So, <laughs> and we could talk about like why he did it at the end. I might have another take on that. I think he did it for more selfish reasons too.
0: Well, okay, so just a recap on John Constantine. So, mm-hmm. obviously we mentioned he's dying of cancer or whatever. Um so the reason he is doing all these things where he's putting demons back in hell and trying to do good in God's eyes, I guess, um on earth is because when he was much younger, he was he would see all these scary things all the time and he com- tried to well he did commit suicide, died for a few minutes and was brought back by paramedics. And the act of suicide was what stamped his fate. That when he dies, he's going to hell. And because he's dying of cancer now, he's getting a little more kind of frantic for like that next big case, if you will. Like, I don't know what else to call them, um, but mission. I don't know task that will um, put him in God's good graces. Yeah, um, Tilda Swinton's character, Gabriel, says this very early on. She's like, "Listen, you're damned." It doesn't matter what you do, God's not gonna take you in because everything you're doing right now is selfish. is for selfish reasons. You're helping these people to help yourself, mm-hmm. which is obviously this big theme of selfishness versus selflessness and self sacrifice and stuff. Um, and we can get into all the other kind of faith related good and evil, mm-hmm. um, faith versus extremism. Did that bother There's you a lot in this, of this movie? In here.
2: Like uh, at a point, like did it get a little bit too cheesy at the end? Like when when God well, saved him.
0: Well, you told me this was like an adaptation of a comic book, so I just took it as that, mm-hmm. which comic book stories tend to be pretty uh, like uh, dramatic. We well, no, like it they tend to tell you early on there's a character that tells you exactly what you're about to see um and it kind of <laughs> sometimes it's done cryptically sometimes obviously, yeah. uh, and then that's pretty much what you see, and then cool. the end it's some big, you know huge fight or gesture or something you know i don't know there's always something big at the end um and i mean i kind of expected it
2: mm-hmm. but i liked it yeah like i thought it was pretty cool because like it, it still doesn't lose it like because even when he's being elevated to heaven like he's flipping off satan yeah <laughs> that's that, <was> <laughs> that was still because <laughs> sin- he kind of looks
1: back like man
2: yeah and devil's like oh no you don't and then he fucking shoves it and removes the cancer but i was like did john do that knowing that the devil would want him back so that he would remove his cancer so right he would so for on. anyone Plain.
0: who doesn't remember reminder at the very end constantine he slits his wrist to, to summon lucifer because lucifer is like coming to collect his soul mm-hmm. um he's that important to lucifer i guess um and then he uses that as a way to shut down mammon which is like the kind of storyline that brought them here but not really the main one don't bring Um, up the craft and then (laughs) and then um as he's dying he says like the 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 devil gives him a chance he's like you got one one last wish what do you want to be basically and he's like well i want Isabel, who's rachel weiss's twin sister i forget her character angie angie's Mm. twin sister um to go to heaven and devil does it and that instead of saving himself or doing something like that that act of self-sacrifice and it is what makes God accept and change sort of Constantine's fate and he starts floating up to heaven as he's dying and that's when the devil rips him back down and everything but to me if the God in this universe didn't think that was truly self-sacrifice and wasn't selfish Mm -hmm. then he wouldn't have done it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and i'm like but personally i kind of find it sketch like i feel like constantine's a pretty smart guy i feel like he would have yeah i feel like he would have been like you know what if i do this it's my last ditch effort if it doesn't work whatever i go to hell but if it does like I i go to heaven so i mean i feel like it was just a it was that last ditch effort like it.
2: Yeah. And th- this is based on the Garth and his story, dangerous habits, which, and in that story, it's a little bit different. Cause he sells his soul to like the three rulers of hell at the same time. And so they can't decide who owns the, the, <laughs> like his soul. So I think they like go to, they either go to war or let him live on earth. So mm-hmm. he was like, all right, you either collapse hell through a war, through a civil, a three-way civil war, or I can stay on earth. So he like, He's very manipulative and stuff like that. Let's talk about the greatest character in this movie, which is Bath Lazar. Bath Lazar, uh, <laughs> Shiloh Buff. <laughs> okay,
0: so we've got disagreement on who's favorite. Who, who's the favorite character?
2: So the best character in this movie, no joke, I think, is Satan. Is Lucifer himself?
1: Give me Peter Stormane in anything. Like, dude. The dude, just walked. Like, I loved him in his Volkswagen commercials. <laughs> If, oh, if you've never seen it, homework for both of you guys. Just Peter Stormare, <laughs> Volkswagen, and like it's and it's just him as like a super German guy V Dub, and like, <laughs> that is really it. But yeah, he's no, so creepy
2: ahead. in this though. Like this is probably like one of my favorite, if not my favorite, devil like appearance on in cinema. Like you know, there's there's a few that come to mind like Al Pacino, and you know like. I like De Niro and Angel Hart. You know, that's the second time I'll bring that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just keep, just keep twisting that knife. <laughs> but, like, he is just so quirky in this fucking movie. But did I oversell it, or was he, like, creepy?
0: No, I loved him. What about you? Mm-hmm. I, I
1: did. Like, again, I mean, I'm, I'll am i sit here, and one, it, Stormair. I don't know if he's saying main for whatever reason, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I like, I really liked him in this because he, he only had really the – the the
2: eighth of the movie the climax yeah
1: but he he just it's and what he's really good at doing is like the little details and like the acting so like i mean obviously he didn't have anything to do with the landing part but like him wanting him say like establishing his own wardrobe and the look (laughs) um because like i think i saw somewhere where like he he kind of put based the character off somebody from oliver twist Oh really? Um, yeah, where it was the it was the guy that had all the orphans, um, and basically how like he would make a little joke and then have that little sneer on his face, mm-hmm. or when he sat down and he was talking about getting his soul and he did the little clap and the little foot dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little. It was deep. like the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> spear of Destiny. Very funny. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just the little things like that that really make it like a memorable character and again maybe 10 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. but people remember him and
2: oh yeah yeah i saw a few articles today just like doing research that where people are like this is loki like one of the best devil performances like of all time because it's just so quirky and you can see the devil being like that like just like not like prototypical devil where he's just like i'm the devil and i'm here to collect yeah I feel like this
0: is one of the more original depictions for sure with the with the white suit and the tar feet like that really caught me off guard and I thought that was again you have the black and the white the very stark um visual contrast I think was really cool um and he just like there's something about the pallor of his skin too the way they did his makeup just looks really creepy. creepy you can almost see his veins and stuff I don't know um I loved his depiction but I don't think we should sleep on Tilda Swinton's character Gabriel in this. You I up. think like she's in it again very very short amount of time mm-hmm. in comparison to everything else, and she knocked this out of the park. Like yeah. I'll remember her character probably just as much as the Lucifer character. Yeah,
2: she's very very good in this. I, I love their play too, like the uh, the Lucifer and Gabriel. Gabriel is like fantastic in this. Even that first scene when he walks up to her at the at that uh, fireplace. And you can see her wings, like what he sees, pretty much. Like Mm -hmm. her big, huge... The wings look so cool in this, by the way. I don't know what... Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking huge. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) Made in China. And and it's like, it's amazing that they... Because she looks like a fucking... Like, you know those like biblical paintings and stuff? Like, she looks like one of those in this movie. Yeah,
0: she's got a theatrical look
2: to Uh her face. Very chiseled, but...
1: Yeah, and I mean, and I think it's also cool because it's you you have a a female playing gabriel yeah and they just they just throw all gender out the window and and, with it. Yeah. yeah and this is, is awesome be- before tilda was like really big so i mean that's why it was a smaller role but again it in i don't know how much of it whoever did the casting for this amazing they need a pay raise yeah. period just go back and watch and be like here's more money thank yeah. you uh because <laughs> this thing cleared like a hundred million yeah, and people are like, "Oh, it's not that good." It's a hundred million in the U.S. Good,
2: but see, I looked that up too because I was like, I remember this movie being a flop. Oh, people! And yeah, it made a hundred. It made two hundred million domestically. Yeah, or or something like that, and so it was like it made his money back.
1: Yeah, but people just like, "Oh, it's so stupid," because it's like you know Keanu in this weird little role. But I'm like, it, again, it's one of those movies that you know it stands that test of time because people still talk about it mm-hmm. um but no i i really liked her in the role because she went from being the person you meet in the suit and dress to the very end where she she's still trying to play like a swindled long game and trying to get him uh, get him to kill her so oh, yeah. which i don't know what would happen to her at that point because she ain't going up and i i definitely wouldn't want to go down but Uh, but with like the the missing wings, and then nothing but that like I don't even know what that was like a strappy halter girdle top thing, and like some bleached out scrub pants. But (laughs) I mean, but it it, like that. The sad part is like I like the first part, but that's how I remember her from the movie. Mm -hmm. Is like Mm -hmm. when she showed up with that weird look on. But yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I so. I, this brings up kind of a big theme i think mm-hmm. and probably why i think the masses maybe didn't respond as well to this film mm-hmm. is because the message of what's good and what's evil and um that line is very blurry in this mm-hmm. and tilda swinton's character is meant to be this like good sort of influence angel influencer i don't know if you call her an angel i guess you would gabriel. Um, isn't
2: gabriel an angel mm-hmm. like, yeah but uh, well
0: she's got wings so i'm to call her an angel so but she's but like she's yes you know? yeah, so they called her half-breed she's one of those like they they the way they describe constantine described them is there are these um there's heaven and hell and there's you know demons and angels and then there's like influencers on earth that like the winged ones pretty much act on behalf of Um, god and the little demon ones that possess and do all these other things are you know acting on the behalf of lucifer right so she's one of these influencers gabriel and gabriel i think to a lot of people who understand the bible and like that's their thing i I think has a pretty good reputation Mm -hmm. but in this film gabriel's fucking bad like and she's a extremist in her Mm -hmm. in her faith and her views um and such and to the point where she's willing to take down the majority of humanity to ensure that only people truly worthy of god's love make it to heaven because she's sick of seeing like if as long as you repent you just get to go to heaven like that's not good enough for her that her according to her own ethics like she plays god you know mm-hmm. and um she orchestrates bringing about memon to earth so that like, in Memon, for anyone who doesn't remember, is the son of Lucifer, who's, mm. you know, prophesied to apparently, like, bring about hell on earth. i like <laughs> to think way. so. His yeah. own worst hell on earth. And she's like, anyone who survives that is truly worthy of God's love. And, like, they deserve it. So, there's, like, this super extremist way of thinking. And t- and I think some people maybe saw or heard that that happened in this film. And they just, like, maybe wouldn't watch it. Or they did said they didn't like it because... Um, that's kind of shaking up their views of like what angels and good, like act like God's good actors are meant to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. That's maybe me overthinking Constantine. No, no but...
2: that's, that's totally like, and that's why I love like this universe. And that's one of the reasons why in a movie that might come up later, Spawn, like I love that, uh, it has, like, like you said, the blurry lines of like, God isn't all good. Like, you know, he has some fucked up people out there, even preacher, like stuff like preacher. Yeah. Like God is a son of a bitch, like in preacher. And I just love stuff like that because it's like, you know, if that kind of stuff, you know, what whatever, not to offend anybody that believes or whatever, but if that kind of stuff existed, it probably would be much like that. Like Constantine has a great line in this where he's like, uh, she says something about God and he's like, God is just a, a boy over an anthill. Or something like that. He says something it's about a, with an a boy ant farm. with an ant farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> with a, a side note, I was going. I did even have it written down. Like th- this movie has some of the best like one liners of oh, stuff yeah. like that. That I'm like, you hear it and you're like, that's fucking
2: awesome. <laughs> so we're going to start dropping yeah, some of those on. Yeah, Judy. God's
0: a kid with an ant farm. He isn't planning anything. Yeah. I bet a lot of Christians who might have been watching this did not like that. They probably are like, Constantine, Angels and Devils, we're gonna get <laughs> Well my heavens. <laughs> we're gonna get one thing. We did not get that thing.
2: Well, I never
1: The movie started and the first thing it like the first three minutes it was like, Oh, we found like the the spear I'm like and it's wrapped in a Nazi flag. I'm like, Well why do Nazis have all these things?
2: Oh, they ruined like, everything, but I know. <laughs> well Trav
0: said Hitler was legit looking for that, right? Yeah, Hitler mm-hmm. was oh, looking yeah. for the spear of yeah. destiny to like
2: because uh, he felt like it would like give him i mean hitler was on uh amphetamines <laughs> so methamphetamines so he was like i gotta find all these artifacts to like and that's where like all these like story strands from like hellboy and all that shit come from too it's because he was like he had people out there searching for like a bunch of these artifacts that would give him like power or whatever they were into a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Nazis were while
1: well, he cleaned his kitchen and I wrote Painted. an autobiography <laughs> and was painting at the same time. Cause he, he had, had a lot in, going on but... in six days. <laughs> yeah. He had a
2: lot going on. All
0: right. I have a question before we get to like favorite scenes and things. So people, they, they make it clear that Angie and her sister, Isabel are like psychics. They're very powerful psychics. Um, they indicate, like, of the half breeds, like how you identify them and what kind of powers they have. And then you have people like Constantine Midnight, what was that his name? Papa Midnight, and um, little what's his face, Shiloh Buff character. Uh, Shiloh Shia- Buff.
2: Yeah. Shaz, <laughs> I think. Shaz or something. Yeah, I don't even or know. Kaz,
0: the- or Kaz, or I don't forget his name, but. Um, so they can all see these otherworldly beings. They can I, they can see them. Oh, and the um, the priest guy who can find stories, he can just like listens and eyes roll back in his head and he can he has some kind of weird power. What are these other people? Are they all some kind of psychic? Are they like some kind of sorcerer? Are they magicians? Like what are they? They can like, I was gonna say, oh, so they can um, also kind of temporarily like ghost themselves in and out of hell but not heaven. Like, what is this about? I'm confused.
1: So I, I think with the sister thing and that's, it's, it, there's been like scientific study on all that of like how like identical twins have like a level of psychic bond because of like embryo split or, or split i this is I'm a grown ass man and this is how much I know about like baby making <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah I got nothing sorry but it's like there that's actually like a thing that they play off of and so I think that helped that a little bit and then I think the rest of it played off like how she was chosen and the possessed the rest of it I, I don't know like for Constantine it was just what him, Made, well yeah I think in the comic book it was him making a lot of deals and yeah he's you know. kind of
2: like a like a kind of like a mage like a magician kind of thing a dark magician of, of sorts and I think a lot of these characters like that Papa midnight and stuff like that I think it's just kind of like a like the I think the explanation that you're looking for is that <laughs> this is just like a supernatural world yeah I know that's not yeah. so it's
0: like the hierarchy like just a regular old human. Yeah. Then, like, people like Constantine. These guys are, like, seers. And, the yeah. and then the half-breeds. And then, you know, God, gods and devils. Yeah, because yeah. the but, way
2: that they imply is that, like, you know, people like, uh, what is his name? Balthazar. B- Balthazar. Balthazar. People like Balthazar and, like, um, Gabriel, yeah, are kind of, like, up here, lower than God. But, like, you know, they're still the, they're the, they're the, like, the... They're like the people from each representative. They're like representatives from each camp, like here on Earth. Kind of like mm-hmm. chess influences.
1: pieces where you have like angels, like mm-hmm. not necessarily pawn level where like the demons or pawns are more like mm-hmm. knights.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you have Balthazar that's kind of like high uh, upper lieutenant.
2: Like a general, yeah. yeah. Like general and I mean, hero. they're all
0: just playing. They kind of mentioned this in the film. So they're all just playing this um game for funsies of who mm. gets the most souls on their end in mm-hmm. heaven or hell and that's why these like half-breed influencers exist on earth just to influence humans to like either go with their most base
2: and there are bad good and
0: um sort of hu- part of their humanity versus the good part of their humanity stuff
2: absolutely and like like papa midnight seemed to be one like a like a good pure-hearted one because he was legit like we need to keep the balance, but then there are others like, like we've uh, noted like Gabriel and Balthazar Balthazar, that like want to tip the tides or cheat, you know, a little bit.
1: Like one of the first lines of the movies was, uh, what if I told you that God and the devil made a wager, a kind of standing bet for the souls of all mankind. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just kind of a back and forth match with like, who's going to get it. And Mm -hmm. because I know, uh, why could I never remember his name? Uh, Midnight, mm-hmm. even he was very, very adamant. Like this is basically neutral ground. I'm neutral. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, he basically is trying to stay off radar as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, which, you know, can play into, Oh, it's that guy. Didn't mm-hmm. realize it was that guy. Um, you know, like he doesn't want to be on anybody's radar. So, mm-hmm. but you could do a whole movie about him if you really wanted to dig into oh, yeah. deep cuts. Oh, absolutely.
2: Give me some, yeah. And it kind of sets up and we've, We've, like, talked about this uh, previously, but, like, it just sets up, like, the Papa Midnight, for example, like you said, he's he's neutral. He doesn't see heaven as the good guy or hell as the bad guy. He's, like, these two camps separated long ago, and it is what it is. Like, Lucifer's just keeping souls down there. You know, God's keeping souls up here or whatever. And God and Lucifer aren't really, like, so involved. You know, it's all these, like, like you said, chess pieces or whatever. Did you have anything else that we wanted to... No, when what's, did your, it hit what's your
0: favorite scene, Cricket?
2: Yeah, let's get favorite scenes.
1: Oh, uh, Peter Stormare. That was going to be the first one for me. <laughs> um, I think the one that always has really kind of stuck out with me too, or the two, would be the exorcism scene.
2: Okay, yeah, that um, one's great. And,
1: the, and the beginning... Uh, with the mirror, because it's really kind of your first, it's your first introduction to him as a character in the first place. Absolutely. And you can kind of see how he takes it seriously, but it's really like, it's almost a burden for him to be just like, he doing it. Yes. So, that's um,
2: dead on, dude. And like, um I was just thinking about this, like what you were, you, you said burden, and I was like, dude, that's fucking dead on. Because you think about the movies that we've seen before, The Exorcist and all these, where they're like so terrified of the demons, and Constantine literally punches that fucker in the face. Like yeah. when it comes up out of her <laughs> neck or whatever. He just fucking punches it. He's just like, God damn it. Um because like he like it starts off
1: and he's like flipping through that like keychain of uh holy symbols to use for trying to figure out which one's the right one. Um also I was just taken aback like who has a three-foot mirror sitting around? They get a three-foot mirror, and they're like, okay. And they're like, the first person shows up with one. I'm like, also, why didn't they just twist the damn thing and just push it out the window instead of just all that? But it's a yeah. good film, I guess. Yeah, um, well, yeah they said
0: whatever, whatever little demon was in her was like a narcissistic one. Yeah. So, like, the mirror was key.
2: Was that bothering you that they were, like, like pushing shove it out I'm that way? A, I'm a,
1: and I'm the guy in the back be like, guys, just...
2: Just fucking tilt just, it. Just, yeah, tilt. tilt it. But... <laughs> but because, I
1: mean, and going back to, like, the CG and stuff of, like, when he the, – the demon sees itself, like, how it starts, like, almost cooing and, like, moving in the mirror because it can kind of see itself and then it gets stuck in it. But there was that one. Um, there's the scene with the, his one friend with the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And he – I don't know what it is about it, but there's something about just – any kind of death with gluttony because it like seven it was the same thing Mm -hmm. it it just it's like watching an eyeball get poked or an achilles get cut for me i'm just i I, it just turns my stomach in a weird way and just watching him like drink and drink but not drink and then stabbing his hand i'm like you know i finally got
2: that scene for the first time every other time i've watched it i've never fucking understood that and i'm like oh he was really drinking yeah, yeah. I I've never understood that because like Balthazar
1: said. is sitting there and he's making him think that he's not, but he's just going to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the scene with the cat when he goes to hell the first time, mm-hmm. sit, like he's sitting there and he's talking about how like cats are like one foot in, one foot out.
2: And <laughs> Did you like that? They are. You like that comment? Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: like he asks her to leave, and he just looks at the cat and like pulls its ear back, and he's like, I hate this part. Uh And like how it starts boiling and then how it it kind of reinforces a later statement. So it kind of plays on it a little bit more, but about how time is completely different in hell. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: when like he's explaining when he committed suicide and he was said he was dead for, I think, what, seven or eight minutes. But how much time, honestly, because how much time passes in hell versus on earth because – literally it's about a second from her closing a door and he does all that mm-hmm. so if like i i love math but i'm not going to do that kind of math to compound what eight minutes would have been like but i mean that had to be almost years mm-hmm. of being stuck in hell for
2: being dead for eight minutes mm-hmm. and i liked the relationship because like uh, he calls him lucy like because they know each other like they legit know each other you know on first name basis and shit <laughs> uh kate what about you
0: as I previously mentioned, uh, the scene, the the scenes with Gabriel, Gabriel at the end were some of my favorite, especially her getting her wings like scorched off by mm-hmm. Lucifer. I thought that was really cool, and then having her and seeing her when you kind of think she's dead or something, and then she rises up out of the water and she's just got the nubs on her back where her wings were. Um, I just thought that looked really cool. I know which one you're gonna talk about, so I won't talk about that one. <laughs> um, but I also, <laughs> I also. This is a silly one, and it's not like there's a lot of little things I appreciated that weren't like full-on scenes, I guess, Mm -hmm. in my eyes, because like not that much happens. Like, but for instance, I really liked how um, Constantine and Angie are like in the street, and um, all the lights start going out, the street lights start going out, um, and she thinks it's a power Uh outage or whatever, and he's like, no, and he like lights up some. Club on fire. his list, uh, Dragon Fire or something, and like takes out and you see the flash of all these kind of demons, um, kind of co- closing in on them like from every angle, uh, and then he kind of just blows them away with the fire. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one, um, there's something about it that's, that feels like Bondish to me, um, which is why I liked it. I'm sure it's very comic booky, but it also mm-hmm. felt Bondish. It's not that important of a scene, but I just like took note of it. But it's where his little gadget friend. Oh yeah. Um yeah. who who like lives in the bowling alley or whatever. Uh, uh when he's B a something Yeah, B something. I forget but he's basically when he's like equipping him mm-hmm. with all the little gadgets and stuff. It oh, yeah. felt like very much like a gadget guy in Bond equipping Bond with they his had... weapons and things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They had a uh like an explanation for a lot of those artifacts like that that uh cloth that he lit up like when he burned all those demons was mm-hmm. like a shroud of Moses. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the last one again, it was like part of a bigger scene. And the bigger scene itself isn't that wasn't that great to me. But the beginning of it was so when he's trying to awaken the sight, I guess, in Rachel, and he makes her get in that bathtub. Mm -hmm. And he's like holding her down underneath (laughs) the water. And she's just like opens her eyes and looks at him like nothing's happening. And then like just the progression of like innocence on her face and realizing that he's holding her down and like i'm gonna die something's happening you know like just the the terror on her face and the thrashing i don't know it just looked really cool um mm-hmm. and it was i think good acting but anyway uh, i know what you're gonna mention so go ahead and
2: mention it <laughs> what scene am i gonna mention palthazar oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no i thought it was a really strong scene st- so cricket you brought this up earlier you thought he, he wasn't strong in this film he had, is that a correct like, statement
1: I, I would go back and count. He had to have had maybe maybe twelve lines.
2: The finger looking good line wasn't that, good. That wasn't good delivery.
1: It's like yeah,
2: he, he did not do a good job. It started off good
1: because I I yeah. like when they when he introduced him really and they were talking. I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of give him a shot here yeah. because I still do not think Gavin Rosell needed to be in this movie. He <laughs> he some somebody owed him a favor. For, yes. like, getting tickets to a show or something. And they're like, we got something for you. Yes. We just need you to look good and say this, these 12 lines. Um, Those
2: were his best scenes, too, by the way. Like like the one where he's walking around the liquor store or whatever. He has. flipping his coin.
1: He has a good look. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, he, f- visually, he fit the role really well. Because uh-huh. during that time, I mean, that's, Gavin Rosdale was a sexy man still back then. <laughs> And he had that look of the slick hair, the 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 cut jaw, and I'm like, okay. And the first few lines were good,
0: and then it started kind of knee railing.
2: Yeah, the it, finger looking good was like over the top. And that was too over the top.
0: So I know this the scene I thought you we were going to talk about. Isn't finger looking good? Cause that was disgusting. If you don't get plugged uh, by KFC <laughs> at this point for using that like nine
1: <laughs> times in three minutes, I'm calling somebody. Are you Be talking like, about when John Constantine shoots him?
0: I'm talking like... about when he beats his ass. Yeah. And then like. Oh, that scene was good. His face starts to melt off, and then all that.
2: All by natural. By the way, were they trying to set up a two-faced like thing? No, or... no that was. I mean, he was half-faced with a coin. It's I, like, I alright, I can see it. But. I,
1: I would almost more see, and I can I can't think of his name, but the like the guy that can go from demon to human and like the skin melts off.
2: hmm
1: Uh in in the comics. I could see that more. Is that mm-hmm. guy's name, Balvazar? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I'll do homework on that one. I think it is, but he his skin yeah, melts a, off as a human.
2: I've read a lot of Hellblazer, but it's like fucking 350 issues or something (laughs) that sounds like your weekend (laughs) but yeah like no i thought he was really really like he he acted really really well and delivered lines really really well in that scene like when he was on the table and they had that prosthetics like that was all prosthetics it looked like to me like not cgi but yeah they were like it it was like an oozing it looked like fucking like gogurt or something (laughs) (laughs) it looked cool though man i was like there's a world where, like, we get a Two-Face like that, and it's just, like, super messy and shit. Like, it's not, like, glue or gum, like in Batman Forever.
1: Yeah, like, it's...
2: Uh, his name is Etrigan, so it's
1: not... Etrigan him. the Demon, yeah. Yeah, because I just remember seeing... It was probably one of their many
2: animated ones, but, it, like, the skin burned and melted off, but... It, There's a new one with John Constantine, uh, City of Angels, right? That just came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Are we talking about comic books? No, the uh, animated movie. I think it's like called City of Angels or City of Demons.
1: I gotta do something when I get home and watch HBO. HBO Max, but ah, dude, I've torn through HBO Max DC like (laughs) animated movies. I'm like next, (laughs) next, next.
2: Yeah. So, before we get into our five favorite horror comic adaptations, I want to get both your guys' rating for this movie. And again, it's kind of like a rediscovery for Cricket and I, a first time watch for Katie. Um, but, Cricket, what would you give this out of five if you had to rate it?
1: I'd give it four. Like, I, I honestly think aside from, like, obviously CG was completely different back then. And I would be kind of curious what kind of budget you, you would throw at a movie that's like a B-cut DC comic. Like mm-hmm. this is it's kind of like Blade. It was a little bit deeper of a cut versus Spawn Batman. Like the, you know, there were certain people who knew what this was. I'd be curious how much they threw at it. I think and, it was like 100 million. And I think it was like... but also how much of that got eaten up by Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz cuz this mm. is her coming off Mummy and him coming off of like almost I think at this point might have been all of
2: Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix movies. So,
1: I mean, he's demanding a lot, so that's going to mm. eat up 20, 30 million back then. So Mm -hmm. 70 million for the rest of the cast and the CG. I, but I still think the movie itself holds up really
2: well. I think it got, I think it's a movie that kind of like got better with age to be honest. Like it didn't connect well, like at at first for some reason, but I think a movie, I think it holds up. I agree.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I treat this one like for anybody who hasn't seen this and I've just gotten this way with almost any movie don't go have an expectation. Like Mm -hmm. if you go into it with no expectations, I think even as a first time watch, this movie still can kind of blow you away.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: No, for sure.
0: I agree. I put four out of five, uh, upon first watch. I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. No problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I, do wish that at the very end they didn't hint at this little flirty love connection thing. I didn't need it. Movie didn't need it. Didn't
2: either. I didn't need him fucking eating Nicorette gum either. Or whatever the fuck <laughs> was I was like, I was, I was kind of pissed off watching that last night. I'm like, that is not the character. The character would have lit up and been like, "Well, we got a fresh new set of lungs." <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it twice. So,
1: and they played with that whole weird, like, almost kiss thing all the way through it. Like, yeah, and I'm get just real like, close.
0: There's no, that's just very unrealistic, but Travis, I rating. mean, it is
2: Keanu too though. Rating. He does know Kung Fu. Any, any woman's going to kind of fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, it I is a sweet, it's a sweet gentlemen and ladies. Uh, I would give this a four out of five. I think it holds up really, really well. Uh, I think it's like I said, I think it's one of those adaptations early on that was obviously a bigger hit than we thought it was to be honest. Like I thought it was kind of like way, way low Not sure why they never did a sequel to this, like, right off the bat, but, uh, yeah, I think it connects really well. I think more people are hopefully finding out about this movie on HBO Max. Like, I think a lot of people, more people will um, kind of revisit this and be like, that movie was pretty fucking good.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying what we're living now is hell on earth, so, like, maybe this will ring true for some folks to watch right now. (laughs) Welcome, Mammon.
2: I, for one, welcome Mammon, so...
0: Yeah, he's probably here right now.
2: <laughs> You'd like to think. Shallow oh, buff. One thing I thought was cool is that Lucifer didn't give a fuck about Mammon. Like, he was like, this is my wor- world or whatever. And remember he grabbed him and was just like, down mm-hmm. you go or something like that. I was like, <laughs> no. that's fucking killer, man. <laughs> and that's what we should do to the little ones. It's like, know your place. You know <laughs> what I'm up. saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just so, shuck them back down to the basement and tell yeah, them they can come out when like, they know how to act. Go no. play your video games. Yeah, go play with your Star Wars. Here's a here's a dollar. Go get a Star Wars. <laughs> here's your Trek Wars, <coughs> nerd child. Okay, so cricket. Mm-hmm. Real quick, we're at an hour already. So I want you to. We're gonna list five. Doesn't need to be complex, but this is our favorite. So nobody attack us. I want you to give me five of your favorite, and we'll go five for you. Then five. Then four, four, three, three. Kind of go back and forth. So give me your five horror comic book adaptations.
1: <laughs> I, I, I got your
2: list if you want me to send it to you.
1: I've got one here. It's, I have to put it at number five. It,
2: it doesn't need to be like a, a ranking. Either. Oh, thank like God. Mine aren't ranked. Thank God. Mine I was like, like, oh God, you're going to make me do this, aren't you? Mine are kind of five that I like. Um, and Constantine's one of them spoiler um, alert
1: the, i the crow okay um do I, is it your turn or do i keep going
2: no like uh we covered that uh before on here like so your number five would be the crow brandon lee you know super super sad case that movie holds up too like yeah. that that's another um alex proyas was the director he also directed fucking fantastic dark city dark city's amazing i'm gonna find a way to work in dark city like. Dark
1: City hits on so many notes, though, because it's ar- almost artistic, it's deep, it's...
2: Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was one that you actually enjoyed as well, like The Crow.
0: hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell of a
2: soundtrack, too. Yeah, dude, that soundtrack's killer. Gary Newman. Okay, so The Crow, C- Cricket coming out with the big guns right away, The Crow. Um, I got number five, Tales from the Crypt, from 1972, uh, EC Comics adaptation starring Joan Collins and Peter Cushing. Have you ever seen that movie with the Santa? Remember the creepy Santa to all a good night? And he's like, there's a killer on the loose, and he dresses up like a Santa Claus. They redid it for the 90s TV show.
1: You said Tales from the Crypt, right?
2: Yeah. So they redid it for the 90s TV show. And it that that episode, too, was killer. But it's a Santa Claus. Like, this woman murders her husband. And then the Santa Claus is like creeping around outside and they're talking about on the radio how this killer's on the loose dressed as a Santa Claus. That's a killer killer movie though, based on that original EC comics, which I recommend. I think Scream Factory did a adaptation of it. Okay, so Cricket, you're number four. Side note, I thought you were about to say Bordello of Blood, and I was just gonna leave. Bordello <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Call Mordello me. Blood also a killer soundtrack, from what I remember. Uh, was that typo or, or no, was that No, was the know. other one. Demon um, Night, Demon
1: Knight. Uh, Knight. Yeah. That soundtrack slaps. Um,
2: <laughs> it was like typo and a bunch of other shit. Wasn't oh, there? dude,
1: typo. Uh, Pantera was on it with Cemetery yeah. Gates. Um, I, I had I, I broke my CD of that. I played it so much <laughs> it burned. Um, uh, Hellboy, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman,
2: Hellboy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so a lot of these are going to be like the same. So maybe we just give a five um, because a lot of these are going to be the same. Um, So Hellboy came at a time like 04 right around this movie directed by Guillermo del Toro. And it's just one of those movies also like a lot of these like just hold up fantastically. And a lot of that was prosthetics, you know, and the look of Ron Perlman. Because it's like he—he he literally looks just like fucking Hellboy, man. Yeah, like in that movie. Like there's—it's that's why the last one did not work, like because.
1: Yeah, and the last one, I—I kind of had hopes for. Mm-hmm. They tried.
0: <laughs>
2: Everybody so, gets
1: a blue ribbon, right?
2: Oh yeah. So, your number four was Hellboy. My number four, Constantine. We just talked about this for an hour, so I won't waste much time. I think the movie holds up greatly, and it's an amazingly casted movie. So, Cricket, your number three. Um, I, I kind of sway on this
1: one, but I'm going to throw it in there because it, it is definitely a deeper cut, but I remember watching it as a kid. Say and it, you be- coward. <laughs> swamp Thing. Okay. <laughs> just because I remember watching it as a kid, and it just... It being, like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't even realize as a kid it was a comic.
2: Wes Craven? Uh, uh, oh, the yeah. 82 version? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like, but the guy they had play him and the voice was so good. Like, it was just this... He was a character. And I think that was another one that definitely gets poo-pooed on a lot. Oh, but yeah. it, especially, it's 82. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, in my second year at Berkeley. So, I mean, obviously, it was
2: scream queen adrian barbeau also in right I believe, so right
1: i think so yeah yeah
2: that, so, that's a that's a killer movie man like a lot of people shit on that movie i think it's another favorite of brooks's like i think brooks really likes that movie a lot swamp thing from 82 brooks if you're listening <laughs> so crickets number three was swamp thing my number three from hell the johnny depp um who else is in that movie heather graham is it heather graham I johnny feel- depp movie and he plays uh, an inspector that's looking for Jack the Ripper, but it's of course based on the Alan Moore comic of the same name. Incredibly dark. Uh, I love that movie. I'll probably have that movie at some point, you know, on because uh, it's a very very creepy kind of theory on who Jack the Ripper is, and a lot of people don't realize that it that is based on a comic. But yeah, I I always remember that scene. In that movie where Johnny Depp's character is like doing opium in the opium den, <laughs> that that movie is because I, I remember the first time I watched it, and I, I as another one of those
1: I didn't know what I was walking into. And I think I was like on a date with somebody, and that movie's messed up. Yeah, and I I just I ended up ignoring them because I'm like, what? Like if you miss a little bit of it, yeah, you're going to miss a whole lot of it at certain points. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? On have you show? seen that one? And then how it know. ends? Mm, mm, I don't think yeah,
2: so. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's about Jack the Ripper. You would really dig that movie.
0: Johnny it sounds Depp. like I would. What?
2: Johnny Depp, Jack the Ripper. So yeah, that's my number three. Cricket, your number two. Um, I'll say I'm, I'm gonna go with Blade because I know.
1: I mean, ca- say he's we,
2: panicking. No, I mean
1: I'm trying to think of them. Like we have Constantine in there, and I think that's kind of give me Blade is another one. Like I think we sat around and watched the first two. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago, like, back-to-back, I'm like, these are still good. The second one is really good. The first one still holds. Mm -hmm. Also, didn't realize uh, the guy... Ah, crap. I'm sucking with names. The the kid from The Walking Dead... uh,
2: Norman Reedus.
1: uh, Yeah, was in it. I was like, holy shit, there's Norman Reedus.
2: Yeah. So... I remember, like, uh, during the time before The Walking Dead, this was after Boondock Saints, we went to a convention, me and my brother, and he was just, like, walking around because he wasn't a big deal at that point. Now it's like he's a fucking huge TV star and shit. So, your number two was Blade. My number two was, and I'm going to take this from you, Spawn. <laughs> so, what was it? 96, 97. Uh, Image Comics. Everybody fucking loves Spawn in 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 the nineties, including us, including my brother. Like Spawn is just one of the best character designs of all time. And they did not nail it. <laughs> I won't say that. But that character has so much, so much potential. Like and Blumhouse I think is doing the new one. Like hopefully yeah. Todd McFarlane kind of steps back. It's he- like step back and let people do it.
1: Who directed that? Uh probably fucking Tom. Mark Aze DePay. Which could be your first problem. He, has like four, he he he's got four names. Um but I you're you kind of nailed that one where like the, the acting lineup because that was like Michael J. White's first yeah. big thing. I mean John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like Martin Sheen, which is like
2: <laughs> John Leguizamo is fucking unrecognizable as the clown
1: (laughs) but he adds a good twist to the violator like he i mean because that's kind of what violator was he just liked screwing with him in any way he could Mm -hmm. um it it just it it, it wasn't good it had all the potential (coughs) in the world sadly the best thing they did with that because as a kid was spawn because didn't mcfarland start image
2: yeah, him and Eric Larson and a bunch of Todd Valentino. Uh,
1: so, yeah. yeah, you had these guys, especially McFarlane coming off that whole Spider-Man thing, and just a bunch of creative people. Artists, yeah. That had the outlet to do a Spawn comic because you weren't going to do what he did in DC or Marvel. Yeah. Like, blood, decapitation, everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere, and then massively overproportionate women. Like, oh, yeah. and then, Image was like known for that. Then the you throw in Live Field, and you have massively overproportionate men with no feet. No feet.
2: And, uh, <laughs> One of the artists couldn't draw feet, so their feet were always like behind cut rocks, off or yeah. <laughs>
1: smoked, <laughs> or there was something.
2: Um,
1: but like, they did a HBO did a cartoon early two thousands.
2: Oh, great,
1: and I think it was only like two seasons. That, but I mean, that's also the ability to do it the way it's supposed to be done phenomenal so no i'm i'm excited for a spawn because spawn's kind of fallen off a bit Mm -hmm. um and to see what what they're able to do because that's another one like that was i don't know what it was rated but
2: uh, oh it was r yeah oh it was r yeah so
1: it was 97 for the animated but yeah
2: that one and if we did like if we included tv shows that spawn animated would be way up the list oh god that would be high up for sure. So yeah, Spawn was my number two. So cricket, you're number one. And this is favorites. This isn't best. Um, considering Spawn was my number two. Yeah, this, the <laughs> the
1: Spawn one was is a what it was a good snatch from me because I was like, oh, I think I'm just gonna fall on that one. Um, I think one that no one really knows again is that is like Thirty Days of Night. Uh-huh. That was a a solid movie for what it was, and it was kind of it kind of it was piggybacking on like the vampire genre back when. Like blade vampires, not twinkly vampires, and it, it. I thought it it was just a solid kind of cool horror movie because it was mm-hmm. like it, like growing up in nowhere, Louisiana. Like I had no idea there was like literally thirty days of night, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was like, "Holy shit! What what would you do when they just have like, you know." it's a denny's all you can eat buffet for them and they're like we don't have to do anything now so that one i think is is kind of a, a fun movie and it's josh hartnett back when he was relative
2: oh 30 days a night is a very very strong movie yeah like um i remember seeing that that was rose and i's first like date movie like that was our first date is going to see that movie And, like, that movie, and we've talked about it a couple times on here, brought vampires back to being scary. And it's, like, that is, I mean, at that point, it was, like, Twilight and a bunch of other shit. So, it's, like, that's a big fucking deal, man. Like, you know, to do that. Um, So, the number one for me is one that we had on both of our, like, initial circulations of texting. But I wanted both of us to talk about it. It's a movie that I used to love with my dad, like I love a lot. I haven't revisited it in quite a while, so I don't know how it holds up. My Little Pony, The Giver. (laughs) You remember The Giver, dude?
1: The Giver was so good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember that because that was back when no nowhere, Louisiana, and my my brother would record movies off of his satellite. That was as big as my house at the time and he would be able to shove three of them on VHS and occasionally he would go to sleep and you would get late night skidamax yeah. sorry mom <laughs> um and um but i remember watching that and it was it, it was kind of like power ranger s before oh, yeah. power rangers
2: Brian Usna produced so you know the big special effects monsters and shit like that yeah. Cool looking character.
1: And I just, because I, I remember the part that really stood out was like when the Guyver like merged with him and got shoved into his forehead.
2: A lot of body horror in that one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He like, uh, yeah. He like falls because he's getting beat up by some, uh, bullies or something in the alley or like some robbers and he falls on that fucking, uh, um, Little circle thing or planchet i don't know what it is—and yeah, like you said, it kind of grabs his head. It little just t- takes like little him feet over.
1: tentacles grab out, and <clears throat> they're freaking out. And then he turns into this mech dude that just kicks ass.
2: Yeah, <laughs> looks fucking super cool. Um, I haven't checked out any series on that. Like, uh animated I, series or anything like that but that I original think, movie has has such a soft spot for me man.
1: I think they did like a an anime thing with it in which again I that's one of those like if I will go home and look for to it too and if like, there's something I'll, I'll send you a link or something because it's it would has to be done well. I would mm-hmm. hope it would be yeah. fun to watch. So
2: mm-hmm. Mark Hamill actually in that too. <laughs> which we Mark Hamill is everywhere. <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> everywhere. So yeah, those are some of our favorite like horror adaptations uh we wanted to like kind of throw a little list on there because i thought that would be like a fun little brainstorming session and as you see we've connected over the guyver for night not- <laughs> <laughs> i've uh, got to go find that somewhere and watch it now <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna text me in like two hours and be like dude that movie's terrible <laughs> you're gonna be like god damn it doesn't hold up <laughs> Um, so I want to take this time to thank you, Cricket. Uh, I want you to uh, throw out your uh, the donut company again, like uh, where you do art, where they can find you, because you do a lot of killer art online. Uh,
1: so it's Donuts and Dragons on 82nd before the Keystone Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people know it is the old Mongolian place. And so yeah, like and for the art, like it's one of those goofy things. I started like the day we opened. I did a picture of Zim. For like a tip cup, mm-hmm. and it sat there for two weeks. And at the time, and in, in the before time, we there was a police officer that would come in every few evenings. And he came in one day, and he uh, walked up, and he was like, "Hey, are you gonna do? You, do you do the drawing?" I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he was like, "I like it, but you got to change it. I'm getting tired of seeing it." And he rolls his sleeve up, and if you've ever watched Invader Zim. He had a picture of Gurr riding a pig in all color tattooed on his forearm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you have to change it up. So uh, I just started doing like a weekly battle mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, who was the better mutant team, X-Men or Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Just trying to keep it like extremely nerd related mm-hmm. uh, because that's kind of what we do. And mm-hmm. that's been going and the guys refused to throw away the – paper so they have them like literally stuck on the wall behind the coffee but (laughs) we do like house made donuts uh shout out to caitlin who is the mastermind behind it she is a genius wizard person because she comes up with these crazy ideas and she has yet to ever find something that i'm like i don't like this Mm -hmm. like she'll do crazy stuff uh, we had like a goat cheese tomato one out the gate and it Ooh, sounds weird. That
0: sounds delicious. It to
1: me. was phenomenal and I was cuz for I was worried about it cuz I'm like all right goat cheese is tacky. There's a donut. I'm gonna chew on this thing forever. <laughs> no a girl had that covered cuz she like super aerated the donut so it collapsed almost like a croissant. So when you bit into it you had that little bit of bread but everything else was like goat cheese and tomato. <laughs> and and she, like every few weeks she comes out with something new. Um, and then we have uh, locally sourced coffee, locally, locally sourced kombucha, uh, 33 taps of pretty much all local small craft beer. I promise you the guy that does the ordering for that puts in a lot of time and homework looking it up. Mm-hmm. I don't have a life. Um, <laughs> and then like 120 board games for people to sit around and play and we also have milk chocolate milk
2: stuff for kids uh we're open to all ages so yeah cool, man yeah thank you for uh coming on cricket uh, it was a blast talking about constantine and horror comic book adaptations with you uh kate producer kate thank you for joining us as always Duh. thanks for sticking <laughs> around for our little nerd discussion i liked it we were just like oh wait kate's still here <laughs> Well, I, I knew. About to- the I,
0: I I knew tune this time. <laughs> Blade and Constantine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we were talking about like uh, Giallo's and shit last movie, culty uh, <laughs> films last. In case just kind of like these guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find us on Instagram and and Facebook at horrifying my friends and on Instagram at horrifying mf. Hit me a line at Captain Creature on Twitter and Travis Bar on Facebook. I'll answer questions. You know, battle movies. Tell me that the Guyver holds up. Please send me a comment <laughs> or a comment and tell me that the Guyver holds up. That's all I want. Um, that'll be all though. Bye. Later. Deuce.